are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. World War One, also known as the First World War, was a global war centered in Europe that began on July 28, 1914 and lasted until November 11, 1918. From the time of its occurrence until the approach of World War II in 1939, it was simply called the World War or the Great War, and thereafter the First World War or World War I. More than nine million combatants were killed, a scale of death impacted by industrial advancements geographic stalemate, and reliance on human wave attacks. It was the fifth deadliest conflict in world history, paving the way for major political changes, including revolutions in many of the nations involved. The war drew in all the world's economic great powers, which were assembled in two opposing alliances. The Allies, based on United Kingdom, France, and the Russian Empire, and the central powers of Germany and Austria-Hungary, although Italy had also tried to become a member alongside Germany and Austria-Hungary. It did not join the central powers as of Austria-Hungary had taken the offensive against the terms of the alliance. They did not want Italy on their side. These alliances were both reorganized and expanded as more nations entered into the war. Italy, Japan, the United States joined the Allies, and the Ottoman Empire and Bulgaria and the Central Powers. Ultimately, 
more than 70 million military personnel, including 60 million Europeans, were mobilized in one of the largest wars in history. Although the resurgence of imperialism was an underlying cause, the immediate trigger for the war was on June 28, 1914, when assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria, heir to the throne of Austria-Hungary, by Yugoslav nationalist Gavrilo Principe in Sarajevo. This set off a diplomatic crisis when Austria-Hungary delivered an ultimatum to the Kingdom of Serbia and international alliances formed over the previous decades were invoked. Within weeks, the major powers were at war and the conflict soon spread around the world. On July 28, the Austro-Hungarians fired the first shots in preparation for the invasion of Serbia. As Russia mobilized, Germany invaded neutral Belgium and Luxembourg before moving towards France, leading Britain to declare war on Germany. After the German march on Paris was brought to a halt, what became known as the Western Front settled into a battle of attrition, with a trench line that would change little until 1917. Meanwhile, on the Eastern Front, the Russian army was successful against the Austro-Hungarians, but was stopped in its invasion of East Prussia by the Germans. In November 1914, the Ottoman Empire joined the war, opening fronts in the Caucasus, Mesopotamia, and the Sinai. Italy and Bulgaria went to war in 1915, and Romania in 1916. The war approached a resolution after the Russian Tsar's government collapsed in March 1917, and a subsequent revolution in November brought the Russians to terms with the Central Powers. After a 1918 German offensive along the Western Front, the Allies drove back the Germans in a series of successful offensives and American forces began entering the trenches. Germany, which had its own trouble with revolutionaries, agreed to an armistice on November 11, 1918, ending the war in victory for the Allies. By the end of the war, four major imperial powers, the Germans, Russians, Austro-Hungarians and Ottoman empires ceased to exist. The successor states of the former two lost substantial territory, while the latter two were dismantled. The map of Central Europe was redrawn into smaller states, with the League of Nations formed, with the aim of preventing any repetition of such an appalling conflict. This aim failed, with weakened states renewed European nationalism and the humiliation of Germany contributing to the rise of fascism and the conditions for World War II. What was the cause of World War I? In the 19th century, the major European powers had gone to great lengths to maintain a balance of power throughout Europe, resulting in the existence of complex networks of political and military alliances throughout the continent by 1900. These had started in 1815 with the Holy Alliance between Prussia, Russia, and Austria, 
Then, in October 1873, German Chancellor Otto von Bismarck negotiated the League of the Three Emperors between the monarchs of Austria-Hungary, Russia, and Germany. This agreement failed because the Austrian-Hungary and Russia could not over agree over Balkan policy, leaving Germany and Austria-Hungary in an alliance formed in 1879 called the Dual Alliance. This was seen as a method of countering Russia's influence in the Balkans and the Ottoman Empire continued to weaken. In 1882, this alliance was expanded to include Italy in what became the Triple Alliance. Bismarck had especially worked to hold Russia at Germany's side to avoid a two-front war with France and Russia. When Wilhelm II ascended to the throne as German Emperor or Kaiser, Bismarck was compelled to retire and his system of alliances was gradually de-emphasized. For example, the Kaiser refused to renew the reinsurance treaty with Russia in 1890. Two years later, the Franco-Russian alliance was signed to counteract the force of the Triple Alliance. In 1904, Britain agreed and signed a series of agreements with France, the Entente Cordiale, and in 1907, Britain and Russia signed the Anglo-Russian Convention. While these agreements did not formally ally Britain with France or Russia, they made British entry into any future conflict involving France or Russia a possibility and the system of interlocking bilateral agreements became known as the Triple Entente. German industrial and economic power had grown greatly after unification and the foundation of the Europe Empire in 1871. From the mid-1890s on, the government of Wilhelm II used this base to devote significant economic resources for building up the Imperial German Navy. Established by Admiral Adolf von Tirpitz in rivalry with the British Royal Navy for world naval supremacy. As a result, each nation strove to outbuild the other in terms of capital ships, which the launch of the HMS Dreadnought in 1906, the British Empire expanded on its significant advantage over its German rival. The arms race between Britain and Germany eventually extended to the rest of Europe, with all the major powers devoting their industrial base to producing the equipment and weapons necessary for a pan-European conflict. Between 1908 and 1913, the military spending of the European powers decreased by 50%. Austria-Hungary participated in the Bosnia crisis in 1908-1909 by officially annexing the former Ottoman territory of Bosnia and Herzegovina, which had occupied since 19 1878. This angered the Kingdom of Serbia and its patron, the Pan-Slavic and Orthodox Russian Empire. Russian political maneuvering in the region destabilized peace accords, which were already fracturing in what was known as the powder keg of Europe. In 1912 and 1913, the First Balkan War was fought between Balkan League and the fracturing Ottoman Empire. The resulting Treaty of London further shrank the Ottoman Empire 
creating an independent Albanian state while enlarging the territorial holdings of Bulgaria, Serbia, Montenegro, and Greece. When Bulgaria attacked both Serbia and Greece on June 16, 1913, it lost most of Macedonia to Serbia and Greece and southern Dobruja to Romania in the 33-day Second Balkan War, further destabilizing the region. On June 28, 1914, Gavrilo Princip, a Bosnian Serb student and member of Young Bosnia, assassinated the heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne, Archduke Ferdinand of Austria, in Sarajevo, Bosnia. This began a month of diplomatic maneuvering between Austria-Hungary, Germany, Russia, France and Britain, called the July Crisis. Wanting to finally end Serbian interference in Bosnia, the Black Hand had provided Princip and his group with their bombs and pistols, trained them, and helped them across the border, and the Austrians were correct to believe that the Serbian officers and officials were involved. Austria-Hungary delivered the July ultimatum to Serbia a series of ten demands intentionally made unacceptable, intending to provoke a war with Serbia. When Serbia agreed to only eight of the ten demands, Austria-Hungary declared on July 28, 1914, war. The Russian Empire, unwilling to allow Austria-Hungary to eliminate its influence on the Balkans and in support of his longtime Serb protégés, ordered partial mobilization of its army one day later. The German Empire mobilized on July 30, 1914, ready to apply the Schifflin Plan, which planned a quick massive invasion of France to eliminate the French army, then to turn east against Russia. The French cabinet resisted military pressure to commence immediate mobilization and ordered its troops to withdraw 10 kilometers from the border to avoid any incident. France only mobilized on the evening of August 2nd when Germany invaded Belgium and attacked French troops. Germany declared war on Russia on the same day. Britain declared war on Germany on August 4th, 1914, following an unsatisfactory reply to the British ultimatum that Belgium must be kept neutral. The strategy of the Central Powers suffered from miscommunications from the start. Germany had promised to support Austria-Hungary's invasion of Serbia, but interpretations of what this meant differed. Previously tested deployment plans had been replaced early in 1940, but the replacements have never been tested in exercises. Austria-Hungarian leaders believed Germany would cover its northern flank against Russia. Germany, however, envisioned Austria-Hungary directing most of its troops against Russia, while Germany dealt with France. This confusion forced the Austro-Hungarian army to divide its forces between the Russian and Serbian fronts. On September 9, 1914, the September program, a possible plan that detailed Germany's specific war aims and the conditions that Germany sought to force on the Allied powers was outlined by German Chancellor Theobald von Bethemann-Holloweg. 
it was never officially adopted. Austria invaded and fought the Serbian army at the Battle of Sur and Battle of Kralubra beginning on August 12th. Over the next two weeks, Austrian attacks were thrown back with heavy losses, which marked the first major Allied victories of the war and dashed Austro-Hungarian hopes of a swift victory. As a result, Austria had kept to keep sizable forces on the Siberian front, weakening its efforts against Russia. Serbia's defeat of the Austro-Hungarian invasion of 1914 counts among the major upset victories in the last century. At the outbreak of World War I, the German army, consisting in the west of seven field armies, carried out a modified version of the Schefflin Plan. This marched German armies through the neutral Belgium and into France, before turning southwards to encircle the French army on the German border. Since France had declared that it would keep full freedom of acting in case of war between Germany and Russia, Germany had to expect the possibility of attack by France on one front and by Russia on the other. To meet such a scenario, the Schefflin plan stated that Germany must try to defeat France quickly, as it had happened in the Franco-Prussian Wars of 1870 through 1871. It further suggested that to repeat a fast victory in the West, Germany should not attack through the difficult terrain of the Alsace-Lorraine, which had a direct border west of the River Rhine. Instead, the idea was to try to quickly cut Paris off from the English Channel and British assistance and take Paris, thus winning the war. Then the armies would be moved over to the east to meet Russia. Russia was believed to need a long period of mobilization before they could become a real threat to the Central Powers. The only existing German plan for any war had German armies marching through Belgium. Germany wanted free escort through Belgium, and originally the Netherlands as well, which plan Kaiser Wilhelm II rejected to invade France. Neutral Belgium rejected this idea, so the Germans decided to invade through Belgium instead. France also wanted to move their troops into Belgium, but Belgium originally rejected this suggestion as well in the hope of avoiding any war on Belgian soil. In the end, after Germany invasion, Belgium did try to join their army with the French, but a large part of the Belgian army retreated to Antwerp, where they were forced to surrender when all hope of help was gone. The plan called for the right flank of the German advance to bypass the French armies, which were concentrated on the Franco-German border, leaving the Belgian border without significant French forces, and moved south to Paris. Initially, the Germans were successful, particularly in the Battle of the Frontiers. By September 12th, the French, with assistance from the British forces, halted the German advance east of Paris at the Battle of First Battle of the Marine and pushed the German forces back some 50 kilometers. The last day of this battle signified the end of mobile warfare in the west. The French offensive into southern Aslak, launched on August 20th with the Battle of Mulhaus, had limited success. In the east, the Russians invaded with two armies, surprising the German staff who had not expected the Russians to move so easily. 
a field army, the 8th, was rapidly moved from its previous role as a reserve for the invasion of France to East Prussia by rail across the German Empire. This led, this army led by General Paul von Hindenburg, defeated Russia in a series of battles, collectively known as the First Battle of Tannenberg, August 17th through September 2nd. But the failed Russian invasion, causing the fresh German troops to move to the east, allowed the tactical Allied victory at the First Battle of the Marne. The Central Powers were denied a quick victory in France and forced to fight a war on two fronts, exactly what they didn't want and tried it to avoid. The German army had fought its way into a good defensive position inside France and had permanently incapacitated 230,000 more French and British troops than it had itself lost. Despite this, communication problems and questionable command decisions cost Germany the chance of early victory. Meanwhile, New Zealand occupied German Samoa on August 30th, 1914. On September 11th, the Australian Naval and Military Expeditionary Force landed on the island of New Pomeroon, later called New Britain, which formed part of the German New Guinea. On October 28th, the cruiser SMS Edmund sank the Russian cruiser Zumchung in the Battle of Penang. Japan seized Germany's Micronesian colonies and, after the siege of Tsingtao, the German coaling port of Quindao in the Chinese Shandong Peninsula. As Vienna refused to withdraw the Austro-Hungarian cruiser Kaiserin Elizabeth from Tsingtao, Japan declared war not only on Germany, but on Austria-Hungary as well. The ship participated in the defense of Singatau, where it was sunk in November 1914. Within a few months, the Allied forces had seized all the German territories in the Pacific. Only isolated Camaramers raiders and a few holdouts in New Guinea remained. There was also campaigns in Africa. Some of the first clashes of the war involved British, French, and German colonial forces in Africa. On August 7th, French and British troops invaded the German protectorate of Togoland. On August 10th, German forces in southwest Africa attacked South Africa. Sporadic and fierce fighting continued for the rest of the war. The German colonial forces in German East Africa, led by Colonel Paul von Lettenbrunberg, fought a guerrilla warfare campaign during World War I and only surrendered two weeks after the armistice took effect in Europe. Contrary to British fears of revolt in India, the outbreak of the war saw an unprecedented outpouring of loyalty and goodwill from India to Britain. Indian politi political leaders from the Indian National Congress and other groups were eager to support the British war effort since they believed that strong support of the war effort would further the cause of Indian home rule. The Indian Army, in fact, outnumbered the British Army at the beginning of the war. About 1.3 million Indian soldiers and laborers served in Europe, Africa, and the Middle East, while both the central government 
and its princely states sent large supplies of food, money, and ammunition. In all, 140,000 men served on the Western Front, and nearly 700,000 in the Middle East. Casualties of Indian soldiers totaled 47,746 killed, 65,126 wounded during World War I. The suffering engendered by the war, as well as the failure of the British government to grant self-government to India after the end of the hostilities, bred disillusionment and fueled the campaign for full independence that would be led by Mohandas Gandhi. The Western Front Trench Warfare at its Ugliest Military tactics before World War I had failed to keep pace with advances in technology. These advances allowed for impressive defense systems, which out-of-date military tactics could not break through for most of the war. Barbed wire was a significant hindrance to massive infantry advances. Artillery, vastly more lethal than in the 1870s, coupled with machine guns, made crossing open ground extremely difficult, almost suicidal. Commanders on both sides failed to develop tactics for breaching entrenched positions without heavy casualties. In time, however, technology began to produce new offensive weapons such as gas warfare and the tank. After the first Battle of the Marne, September 5 through 12, 1914, both Entente and German forces began a series of outflanking maneuvers in the so-called Race to the Sea. Britain and France soon found themselves facing an uninterrupted line of entrenched German forces from Lorraine to Belgium's coast. Britain and France sought to take the offensive while Germany defended the occupied territories. Consequently, German trenches were much better constructed than those of their enemy. Anglo-French trenches were only intended to be temporary before their forces broke through German defenses. Both sides tried to break the stalemate using scientific and technological advances. On April 22, 1915, at the Second Battle of Europus, the Germans, violating the Hague Convention, used chlorine gas for the first time on the Western Front. Several types of gas soon became widely used by both sides, and though it never provided a decisive battle-winning weapon, poison gas became one of the most feared and best-remembered horrors of the war. Tanks were first used in combat by the British during the Battle of fleurs colorset part of a wider Somme offensive. On September 15, 1916, with only partial success, the tanks were rudimentary at best. However, their effectiveness would grow as the war progressed. The Germans employed only very small numbers of their own design, supplemented by captured Allied tanks. Neither side was able to provide a, de a deliverable, a decisive blow for the next two years. Throughout 1915 through 1917, the British Empire and France suffered more casualties than Germany because of the, both the strategic and tactical stance chosen by the sides. 
Strategically, while the Germans only mounted one major offensive, the Allies made several attempts to break through German lines. On February 1916, the Germans attacked the French defensive positions at Vendrum. Running until December 1916, the battle saw initial German gains before French counterattacks returned matters to near their starting point. Casualties were greater for the French, but the Germans bled heavily as well, with anywhere from 700,000 to 1 million casualties suffered between the two combatants. Verdun became the symbol of the French determination and self-sacrifice. The Battle of Somme was an Anglo-French offensive that ran from July to November 1916. The opening of this offensive, July 1, 1916, saw the British Army endure the bloodiest day in its history, suffering 57,000 casualties, including 19,000 dead, on the first day alone. The entire Somme offensive cost the British Army some 420,000 casualties. The French suffered another estimated 200,000 casualties, and the Germans estimated half a million casualties. Protracted action in Verdun throughout 1960, combined with the bloodletting of the Somme, brought the exhausted French army to the brink of collapse. Feudal attempts at frontal assaults came at a high price for both the British and the French, and led to the widespread French army mutinies after the failure of the costly Neville Offensive of April-May 1917. The concurrent British Battle of Areas was more limited in scope and more successful, although ultimately of little strategic value. A smaller part of the Reyes Offensive, the capture of Vidney Ridge by the Canadian Corps, became highly significant to that country. The idea that Canada's national identity was born out of the battle is an opinion widely held in military and general histories of Canada. The last large-scale offensive of this period was the British attack with French support at Passionadele, July through November 1917. This offensive opened with great promise for the Allies before bogging down in October mud. Casualties, though disputed, were roughly equal at some 200,000 to 400,000 per side. These years of trench warfare in the West saw no major exchanges of territory and, as a result, are often thought of as static and unchanging. However, throughout this period, British, French, and German tactics consistently evolved to meet new battlefield challenges. There was also a naval war going on. At the start of the war, the German Empire had cruisers scattered across the globe some of which were substantially used to attack Allied merchant ships. The British Royal Navy systematically hunted them down, though not without some embarrassment from its inability to protect Allied shipping. For example, the German detachment light cruiser SMS Emden, part of the East Asian Squadron stationed in Guangdao, seized or destroyed 15 merchantmen as well as sinking a Russian cruiser and a French destroyer. However, most of the German East Asian squadron, consisting of the armored cruisers Scharhorst and Nischnau, light cruisers Nuremberg and Leipzig, and two transport ships, 
did not have orders to raid shipping and was instead underway to Germany when it met British warships. The German flotilla and the Dresden sank two armored cruisers at the Battle of Cronel, but was almost destroyed at the Battle of Falkland Islands in December 1940, with only Dresden and a few auxiliaries escaping. But the Battle of Maz Atiera, these two were destroyed or interned. Soon after the outbreak of hostilities, Britain began a naval blockade of Germany. The strategy proved effective, cutting off vital military and civilian supplies. Although this blockade violated accepted international law codified by several international agreements of the past two centuries, Britain mined international waters to prevent any ships from entering entire sections of ocean, causing dangers to even neutral ships. Since there was limited response to this tactic, Germany expected a similar response to its unrestricted submarine warfare. By 1916, Battle of Jutland developed into the largest naval battle of the war, the only full-scale clash of battleships during the war and one of the largest in histories. It took place on May 31st through June 1st, 1916 in the North Sea off Jutland. The Kaiserlich Marine High Seas Fleet, commanded by Vice Admiral Reinhard Scheer, squared off against the Royal Navy's Grand Fleet, led by Admiral Sir John Jellicoe. The engagement was a standoff as the Germans, outmaneuvered by the larger British fleet, managed to escape and inflict more damage to the British fleet than they received. Strategically, however, the British asserted their control of the sea and the bulk of German surface fleet remained conformed to port for the duration of the war. German U-boats attempted to cut off supply lines between North America and Britain. The nature of submarine warfare meant that attacks often came without warning, giving the crews of merchant ships little hope of survival. The United States launched a protest, and Germany changed its rules of engagement. After sinking the passenger ship RMS Lusitania in 1915, German promised not to target passenger liners, while Britain armed its merchant ships, placed them beyond the protection of cruiser lines, which demanding warning and placed its crew in a place of safety, a standard that lifeboats did not meet. Finally, in early 1917, Germany adopted a policy of unrestricted submarine warfare, realizing that the Americans would eventually enter the war. Germany sought to strangle Allied sea lanes before the United States could transport a large army overseas, but could maintain only five long-range U-boats on station, to very limited effect. The U-boat threat lessened in 1917 when merchant ships began traveling in convoys, escorted by destroyers. This tactic made it difficult for U-boats to find targets, which significantly lessened losses. After the hydrophone and death charges were introduced, accompanying destroyers might attack a submerged submarine with some hope of success. Convoys slow the flow of supply since ships had to wait as convoys were assembled. The solution to the delays was an extensive program of building new freighters. Troop ships were too fast for the submarines and did not travel the North Atlantic in convoys. 
the U-boats had sunk more than 5,000 Allied ships at a cost of 199 German submarines. World War I also saw the first use of aircraft carriers in combat, with the HMS Furious launching Sopwith Camels in a successful raid against the Zeppelin hangars and Tondern in July 1918, as well as blimps for anti-submarine patrol. There was also war in the Balkans. Faced with Russia, Austria-Hungary could spare only one-third of its army to attack Serbia. After suffering heavy losses, the Austrians briefly occupied the Serbian capital, Belgrade. A Serbian counterattack in the Battle of Kolobra, however, succeeded in driving them from the country by the end of 1914. For the first 10 months of 1915, Austria-Hungary used most of its military reserves to fight Italy. Germany and Austria-Hungary diplomats, however, scored a coup by persuading Bulgaria to join in on the attacks on Serbia. The Austrian-Hungarian provinces of Slovenia, Croatia, and Bosnia provided the troops for Austria-Hungary, invading Serbia, as well as fighting Russia and Italy. Montenegro allied itself with Serbia. Serbia was conquered in a little more than a month, as the Central Powers now, including Bulgaria, sent 600,000 troops. The Serbian army, fighting on two fronts and facing certain defeat, retreated into northern Albania, which they had invaded at the beginning of the war. The Serbs suffered defeat in the Battle of Kosovo. Montenegro covered the Serbian retreat towards the Adriatic coast into the Battle of Mojavac, on January 6 through 7, 1916, but ultimately the Austrians conquered Montenegro too. The surviving Serbian soldiers were evacuated by ship to Greece. After conquest, Serbia was divided between Austria-Hungary and Bulgaria. In the late 1915, Franco-British forces landed on Salasonia in Greece to offer assistance and pressure the government to declare war against the Central Powers. However, the pro-German King Constantine I dismissed the pro-Allied government before the Allied Expeditionary Force arrived. The friction between the King of Greece and the Allies continued to accumulate with a national schism, which effectively divided Greece between regions, still loyal to the King and the new provincial government after intense negotiations and an armed confrontation in Athens between Allied and Royalist forces, the King of Greece resigned and his second son, Alexander, took his place. Greece then officially joined the war on the side of the Allies. In the beginning, the Macedonian front was mostly static. French and Serbian forces retook limited areas of Monacea by recapturing Bitola on November 19, 1916, following the costly, costly Monastif offensive, which brought stabilization to the front. Serbian and French troops finally made a breakthrough in September 1918, after most of the German and Austro-Hungarian troops had been withdrawn. The Bulgarians suffered their only defeat of the war at the Battle of Dobropol. Bulgaria cap capitulated two weeks later on September 29, 1918.
The German high command responded by dispatching troops to hold the line, but these forces were far too weak to re-establish a front. The disappearance of the Macedonian front meant that the road to Budapest and Vienna was now open to Allied forces. Hindenburg and Ludendorff concluded that the strategic and operational balance had now shifted decidedly against the Central Powers and, a day after the Bulgarian collapse, insisted on immediate peace settlement. The Ottoman Empire joined the Central Powers in the war, the secret Ottoman-German alliance having been signed in August 1914. It threatened Russia's Caucasian territories and Britain's communications with India via the Suez Canal. The British and French opened overseas fronts with the Gallipoli in 1915 and Mesopotamian campaigns. In Gallipoli, the Ottoman Empire successfully repelled the British, French, and Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. In Mesopotamia, by contrast, after the disastrous siege of Kut, British Imperial forces reorganized and captured Baghdad in March 1917. Further to the west, the Suez Canal was successfully defended from Ottoman attacks in 1915 and 1916. In August, a joint German and Ottoman force was defeated at the Battle of Romney by the mounted and infantry forces of the British. Following this victory, a British Empire Egyptian expeditionary force advanced across the Sinai Peninsula, pushing Ottoman forces back into the Battle of Magdeba in December and the Battle of Rafa on the border between Egyptian Sinai and Ottoman Palestine in January 1917. Russian armies generally had the best of it in the Caucasus. Enver Pasha, supreme commander of the Ottoman armed forces, was ambitious and dreamed of reconquering Central Asia and the areas that had been lost to Russia previously. He, however, was a poor commander. He launched an offensive against the Russians in the Caucasus in December 1914 with 100,000 troops, insisting on a frontal attack against mountainous Russian position in the winter. He lost 86% of his forces at the Battle of Serkamish. General Yukonidich, the Russian commander from 1915 to 1916, drove the Turks out of the, most of the southern Caucasus with a string of victories. In 1917, Russian Grand Duke Nicholas assumed command of the Caucasus front. Nicholas planned a railway from Russian Georgia to the conquered territories so that fresh supplies could be brought up for the new offensive in 1917. However, in March 1917, the Tsar abdicated in the course of the February Revolutionary and Russian Caucasus Army began to fall apart. Instigated by the Arab Bureau of the British Foreign Office, the Arab Revolt started with the help of Britain in June 1916 at the Battle of Mecca, led by Sharif Hussein of Mecca, and ended with the Ottoman surrender of Damascus. Fahiri Pasha the Ottoman commander of Medina 
resisted for more than two and a half years during the siege of Medina. Along the border of Italian Libya and British Egypt, the Sunasi tribe, incited and armed by the Turks, waged a small-scale guerrilla war against Allied troops. The British were forced to dispatch 12,000 troops to oppose them in the Sensui campaign. Their rebellion was finally crushed in mid-1916. Total Allied casualties on the Ottoman fronts mounted to 650,000 men. Total Ottoman casualties were 725,000, as of which 325,000 were dead and 400,000 wounded. Italy had been allied with the German and Austro-Hungarian empires since 1882 as part of the Triple Alliance. However, the nation had its own designs on Austrian territory in the Trentino, Istria, and Dalmatia. Rome had a secret 1902 pact with France, effectively nullifying its alliance. At the start of hostilities, Italy refused to commit troops, arguing that the Triple Alliance was defensive and that Austria-Hungary was an aggressor. The Austro-Hungarian government began negotiations to secure Italian neutrality, offering the French colony of Tuznia in return. The Allies made a counteroffensive in which Italy would receive the southern Tyrol, Julian March, and territory on the Dalmatian coast after the defeat of Austria-Hungary. This was formalized by the Treaty of London, further encouraged by the Allied invasion of Turkey in April 1915. Italy joined the Triple Entente and declared war on Austria-Hungary on May 23rd. Fifteen months later, Italy declared war on Germany. Italy's entry was engineered in secret by three individuals. The Prime Minister Antonio Salandra, the Foreign Minister Sidney Sanino, and King Victor Emmanuel III. On February 16, 1915, despite concurrent negotiations with Austria, a courier was dispatched in great secrecy to London with the suggestion that Italy was open to a good offer from the Allies. The final choice was aided by the arrival of the news in March of Russian victories in the Carpathians. Salandra began to think about the victory for the Allies was in sight and was so anxious not to arrive too late for a share in the profits that he instructed his envoy in London to drop some demands and reach agreement quickly. The Treaty of London was concluded on April 26, binding Italy to fight within one month. Not until May 4th did Salandra denounce the Triple Alliance in a private note to his former allies. Military, the Italians had numerical superiority. This advantage, however, was lost not only because of the difficult terrain in which the fighting took place, but also because of the strategies and tactics employed. Field Marshal Luigi Cardorna, a staunch proponent of the frontal assault, 
had dreams of breaking into Slovenia plateau, taking Jubilana and threatening Vienna. Cardona's plan did not take into account the difficulties of the rugged alpine terrain or the technological changes that created trench warfare, giving rise to a series of bloody and inconclusive stalemate offensives. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet? Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.